Hi, everyone. This is Scott from Prepare to Answer. I want to share some news with you about an exciting new resource that we've created called So Much More Than Sex. It's no secret that the subject of sex is one of the biggest concerns for young Christians today. That's why we've created So Much More Than Sex for senior teens and young adults. It's a four-part video series, complete with notes and discussion questions, that you can do with your young adults class, small group, or even on your own. The point of the series is to help you shift the narrative about sex away from seeing biblical teaching as little more than an outdated list of do's and don'ts, and replacing it with the overwhelmingly positive, life-giving, and eternally significant vision that the Bible gives for your sexually ordered body. If you want to get in on the So Much More Than Sex series, just follow the link in the episode description. And now we turn to today's episode. Welcome to another Prepared to Answer podcast. My name is Sean Walker, and I want to invite you to join me as we listen in as Scott recounts a conversation he's had with a science student at a local university. The student challenged Scott with a statement that he couldn't believe it unless he could prove it scientifically. I was speaking at a university a number of years ago in Waterloo, the University of Waterloo. And I did a talk one night on, is it reasonable to believe in God? And went through my talk, and afterwards, students came up, and we had some good discussion. And a really nice young man, he had a German accent, he was from Germany, and he was, he was doing a P, or no, he was doing a master's in, uh, it was either astrophysics or particle physics. Whatever it was, it was something that I couldn't even ask him an intelligent question about. He came up to me, he said, I really enjoyed your talk. He said, I'm not a Christian. He said, I don't mind the idea. He says, I'm open to the idea of God. But you need to understand something. I was raised, the way my parents raised me, they raised me to think scientifically. That I need evidence in order to believe something. I have to see it. I have to prove it scientifically. And that's my problem, is I can't prove God through science because I can't believe anything unless I can prove it scientifically. And so for this young man, his, his ultimate foundation for what he could really know was science. And he, may, he was just raised that way. And of course, even in our culture, I'm not sure anyone would say that strictly, but certainly in our culture, science is kind of put forward as, as a foundation of knowledge that's just a lot more secure than pretty much any other foundation. And it's often set in, in contradistinction or in opposition to faith. But that was this young man's foundation, was science. What I said to him in response was, because I certainly could not, I'm not a scientist, and so maybe my knee-jerk response would have been, I wish I could come up with some scientific evidence for God. Right? And there's lots of good scientific, apologetic kind of material out there. But that's not my, I mean, I'm not a trained scientist. I love that stuff. And I've read lots of it. But this guy was in a master's in particle physics or some kind of physics. So I wasn't going to go there with him. But what I did find interesting is I wanted, to, I wanted to challenge the statement he made about how it is he thinks he knows what's true. He said, I can't believe something unless I can prove it scientifically and my response to him was, but you already do. He said, what do you mean? 
I said, well, the thing is, you, you're, you believe your foundation for knowledge is science, but it's not. He says, the, I said, the problem is that you need to understand methodological science, the kind of science that we do in our culture, that you're doing here in the university. That kind of science actually rests upon a number of assumptions that you can't prove scientifically. In fact, your science requires you to hold those assumptions in order to get off the ground. For instance, I said, you believe in the existence of a theory-independent external world, right? Something, that, something real that science can observe. He said, yes. I said, you believe in the laws of logic, that the laws of logic actually correspond to this theory-independent world. I said, you believe in the reliability of your cognitive senses and your sense faculties to actually observe accurately and gather data about the world. You believe in the, the uniformity of nature. You take for granted, you assume that the laws of physics will not change tomorrow, right, as you do your science, that they will remain constant. And you believe in the existence of a mathematical truth and that this theory-independent world corresponds to, to non-physical mathematical uh, qual uh, quantities. And that's, and that's a reality. The reason why we can discover so much about our world, even things we can't see, is because the world uh, corresponds to mathematics. There are actually a host of assumptions. There are about 20 in total uh, that undergird modern methodological science. I said, now, you believe all these things are true, right? He said, yeah. I said, now, but your science doesn't prove them. I said, rather, you require to believe them in order for your science to work. He said, yeah, I guess I do. My question to him was, well, then why do you believe in them? I said, I believe in them too. I believe those things are true also. But the reason I believe that they're true, the reason I believe that there's a, an ordered, mathematically, you know, uh, uh, congruent, logical, rational universe that we can actually observe and know real facts about, the reason I, I believe that is because I believe that the earth, the, the universe was created by a rational creator. That's why those things make sense to me. My question to him was, why do you believe they're true? So what this just illustrates is that we, we need to understand whoever we're talking to or whoever we are. Anything that we would claim to know and that we can know with confidence ultimately rests upon our worldview. And I liken it to a house. If a house is the knowledge that we have, the walls, the roof, are the things that we know, then our worldview is the foundation. It's the thing that the house rests upon. And so in helping people think about, even work through the kinds of doubts they may have, we want to help them, or even ourselves, think about our ultimate set of assumptions, our worldview, what our knowledge is built upon. Now, it's interesting that Solomon actually says it really plainly in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. For us, what is the ultimate foundation for knowledge, for that which we can know to be true? He says, the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of knowledge. That's our foundation. 
My question to my friend was, what's the foundation? What's the underlying reason? What's your ultimate starting point for holding not only those assumptions, but th those assumptions are true by which you can do your science? And his response, I'll never forget it. He was such a nice guy. I wish I could have gotten to know him. His response was so honest. He said, you know what? I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about it. And that was honest. He hadn't thought about it. Uh, I never saw him again. I never got to talk to him again. I still pray for him from time, pray for him from time to time. But praying that God would have taken that conversation along with any others, believers he could have put in that young man's path over time and caused him to start asking questions. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the second session. But, but we need to understand that an important part of our witness and in growing our own confidence of faith is to identify and put to test the strength of our worldview beliefs, the strength of what holds up everything we would claim to know. To know. And in other words, proving the integrity of our worldview. This podcast has been a ministry of Prepared to Answer. Our mission at Prepared to Answer is to help prepare, equip, and encourage the Church of Jesus Christ to grow in confidence of faith by teaching Christians to think like Jesus. To access more resources to help you begin understanding life and the world around you with the mind of Jesus, visit our website at www.preparedtoanswer.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at, at prepared to answer. Or contact us directly by email at info at prepared to May the Lord bless and keep you.